Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, Tops picking it up. Let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause why you was ill Who would've thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from a death guy. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. I'm Hudson Clark, you know, ended up gaining about 12 pounds this summer. Uh, which he needed to, you know, we asked him to go in there and fill the hole on a running back and he doesn't have enough, you know, behind to fill it. And uh, he's there, he just can't get him on the ground at times. Uh, so we, he, he, he's one that sticks out. Uh, obviously, uh, the D-line has, has done a really good job. Devin Manuel was, was thin, couldn't handle, you know, hard to handle a bull at what he was in the spring. And now he's... I imagine he'll report about 3.08. I think it was 3.06 uh, when he left. So, you know, just a lot of positives. Lemmer squatted 700 pounds, you know, things of that nature. That Just a really good overall program for all of them. I'd, I'd like for you to ask Ben. He, he, he would be able to rattle them off faster than me. It is report day for the Razorbacks. They will have their first practice in the morning. We heard from Sam Pittman yesterday. One of the things that uh, you know everybody's going to be keeping an eye on is the offense with the new offensive coordinator Dan Enos. Coach Pittman talked about some of the changes in the offense. You know, obviously we led the nation in rushing and power five a couple years back and things. So we've always tried to be physical and things of that nature. I think there's more emphasis on details. Uh, certainly, uh, will be formationally will be quite a bit different you know we were a lot of 11 you know that's just boom 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 because we were playing fast we wanted to stay in that a little bit of very slight amount of 20 personnel last year i think you'll see the tight ends used a lot more this year than and what before um but when you're a, a check offense and we will do that at times you're checking because you're saying this is the best look and we're better than you i mean guys that are and check offense just like we were at Georgia my entire time there. Now, sometimes we were, sometimes we weren't, but we believe that we were. And there's a lot of uh, emphasis put on, you know, the mind strong, and, and uh, hopefully that makes it some more physical. But um, going into the offseason with the weight room, that was, we, you know, obviously we knew Dan was different um, uh, than uh, what KB was, but uh, we need to be more physical. and. In all honesty, the most disappointing thing of last year was not between the 20s. It was inside both 20s. 
Coach Pittman went on and on about being more physical, uh, and that's one of the key points, and that's what you're going to see in this fall camp. He feels like they got a little bit of a way from it, especially in the red zone last year, weren't able to pound it in. So that'll be something uh, to watch. First practice early in the morning, they did alter the practice times. While they want to get tougher, they want to be smarter, and uh, the heat, as bad as it is right now, they're going to go early in the mornings, get done, and get off the field before it gets too hot. He said they're already used to the heat. They've been working out in it this summer. There's no, no need to go out there and get acclimated to the heat because they are acclimated to the heat and sad news to report you had charles ballantyne pass away overnight i saw dudley dawson was the first to report it dudley and and ballantyne really great friends from newport and uh, a lot of people have been spending the day remembering charles ballantyne and uh, the great shot he hit and uh, some of the great moments and memories of charles ballantyne uh, we got glenn day in the studio with us hanging out over on the uh, text line, Glenn, we had some uh, a couple things for you. This one uh, from the 501, actually from the 615. I don't know what area code that is, 615. Uh, a lot of average golfers or a lot above average golfers can't hit it more than 250, 280. What's the minimum distance you need to be able to drive it in order to play competitive professionally? Professionally mm-hmm. on the PGA Tour? Um, you are, you're going to have to hit the ball close to 300 yards. I mean, you know, Rory carries the ball about 320 to 328. Uh, those guys hit it so far, but um, in today's game, it has become a length game. And if you can't hit it close to 300 yards, you there's no reason in going to try to play. It was. Honestly, kind of fun and different watching the uh, Open Championship the week before you guys. And uh, the winner, uh, I went brain dead. Ryan Harmon. Harmon, he he wasn't a long hitter, but his long irons were phenomenal. He hit the ball better than anybody else did all week long. And the one stat that people didn't quite hear or get, and it happens every week, which this is amazing to me, he was 48 out of 48 from 10 feet and in, uh, that's what wins golf tournaments. But on Sunday, he hit the middle of every fairway. He hit it solid. He hit it great. Uh, he played within himself. He didn't try to do anything special, and he won by five. And that's pretty remarkable. You look at the guys that were like at seven under or six under. I mean, it was a who's who of golf. If it yeah. wasn't for what Harmon did, you, you, you would have maybe had a four uh, person playoff at the Open with a bunch of huge names. But for him to play that way, it was pretty you know, incredible. It, 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 you get into the zone, as you've heard before and everything, and he was definitely there because he hit some really good golf shots and made great swings every hole. Uh, and what a likable guy. He talked about he wanted to get back and he got a new tractor and was wanting to mow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what he, he how he's going to celebrate. He is a good guy. He he comes duck hunting with us every now and then. Oh, really? In, in Arkansas, him and Kevin Kisner. Hmm. They come they come hunting every now and then. Uh, what is Glenn's favorite course? Uh-huh. Well, you know, I'm asked that a lot. Um, my favorite course is the course that I make the most money on. Uh, ultimately, it's a job for me. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the favorite courses are, uh, you know, I throw Pebble up there real real quick. Um, other than that, you know, I love Lynx Golf over in England, uh, Carnoustie. Um, I was talking to Trey earlier. Carnoustie's great. Uh, St. Andrews may not be the best golf course in the world. I hated it the first time I played it. I hated it again. I hated it again. Then you start learning the history of the game. And that becomes a lot bigger factor in that. That's a wonderful course. Mm-hmm. In the United States, I got to go with Pebble. Uh, similar question on our uh, Asher Record Life and Feedback. Uh, I know Glenn played some of the best courses in the world, but what is your favorite in Arkansas? Of course, if you're. Well, uh, you have a lotion right down the street here, and <laughs> that's obviously the best. Uh, I think the best course in Arkansas, but uh, best course that people can actually play. play you know what? I, I got to go with Pleasant Valley. Okay. Um, that's my home golf course. Uh, Chris Mays is a pro there, a great pro. The membership there, I absolutely love. Uh, I've got great friends there. Play there all. That's where I play when I'm home. When when I play with my friends, I love Pleasant Valley. Okay. Can you play just for fun? Um, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> I'm not going to take my club on vacation. Let's put it like that. <laughs> what do you do for vacation? Uh, come home, 
And do what? <laughs> well, whatever my wife would like to do. <laughs> you know, uh, we travel a lot, so uh, we come home. I've got a new grandbaby now, uh, 11 months old, so we go see the grandbaby yep. and, and uh, things like that. But When you travel for events like you went over to Britain, do you go sightseeing, or did you used to? No. Okay. No, like uh, Jennifer went to Marrakesh this year, and she had a blast because all of the wives, they went out, and they had, you know, security and all that went with them, and they went to the market, and they went here, and they went there, and she was telling me all about it. I saw a hotel, two restaurants, <laughs> and a golf course. So that's about it. Uh, Richard in Oxford is listening, and Richard says, is Glenn with y'all in quotes all day? <laughs> he says to tell you hello. Yeah. Uh, is that nickname still with you? Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was extremely slow when I was younger, and Mister Nicholas is the one that started that. He did, and, and I did not know that he started. He smarted off in front of Jim Nance, and we were in Chicago, and I was actually playing good that week. I think think I finished third or something. So I was on TV. Mm-hmm. So Jim throws it out there. So everybody picked up on it. So I had a choice. I could either embrace it. Yeah. Or I could, you know, fight, which I'm going to lose that battle because I was slow. Yeah. So, you know, my uh, license plate says all day. I got all days on my golf tees. I, <laughs> you know, I just embraced it. Did it mess with you at all? Did Did no. you find yourself go? I got to speed up a little bit or oh, bother yeah. you? Yes. No, it did not bother me. I did want to speed up. Uh, you know, it it was just my mental process or the way that I was going through things I wasn't doing correctly. So I went to Mr. Nicholas and I said, what do I need to do? How do I need to accomplish this goal? Because he was not a very fast player either. And so he said, basically, he told me, he said, you need to be ready to play, ready to hit your shot when it's your turn. And if you're ready... You can take as long as you want over the ball. It may seem like it takes it's taking you forever, but you'll never be slow. Problem people have, you can watch a PGA Tour event. you got a player and a caddy, and they'll sit there and jaw back and forth and back and forth and back and forth for two minutes, and he gets over the ball and hits it. And they go, well, he's not slow. Well, yes, he is slow. It took him two and a half minutes to hit that shot. If you're ready to play when it's your time, if you stand over that ball for 30 seconds, it only takes 30 seconds. That 30 seconds may seem like it's a long time, mm-hmm. but it's only 30 seconds. I'm glad you said that. I have a couple buddies think I take, I'm thorough. But I always tell them, <laughs> I'm ready when it's my turn, but I may do a couple things before I hit it. Biggest key, be ready when it's your turn to hit, and then you won't have a problem. Uh, let's see here. We've got a question for Dr. O'Malley. Uh, this one uh, from Jacob in Hot Springs. Just like John Daly said, you can't pull fat. That's why he's never been injured. Well, he's had his share of injuries later on in his career, but um, that goes back to your point of you muscle up a little bit. To, to, uh, and that was one of the criticisms of Tiger when he, he got all big and jacked up and then his body started to fail him at times. I mean, you know, these kids are pushing the envelope uh, just like in every other sport, and sometimes you break the envelope. I was a Little Rock Police Department officer who worked at the airport. Glenn was always so nice to me and spoke to me like he was my friend. I have always rooted for him, a real gentleman. That's from uh, Kyle in Little Rock. Thank you very much. You know, I, I, I I try to treat everybody the same no matter who you are, so... I try to instill that in my kids. David wants to know what town from South Mississippi you're from. I grew up in a little town called Poplarville. It's about 30 miles south of Hattiesburg on the way to New Orleans. David says he's from Prentice, so I guess Prentice, he, he I know knows the area down yeah. there. Yeah. Isn't was it Al Jefferson from Prentice? Yep. Yep. He was a, a Razorback commit, yeah. big-time player. and I actually went down when I was with uh, Channel 11 to Prentice and did a story with him and uh, then uh, ended up getting drafted and went to the NBA and had a, a good long career where he made a lot of money yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, Never made it to Arkansas. How, how did you end up here? Uh, I tell everybody, you know, you live where you live because of two reasons. And i got to be real careful because she's listening. <laughs> uh, it's either a job or a woman. And I was fortunate enough to meet an uh, uh, extraordinary young lady named Jennifer. And uh, she's from here. 
Uh, she is Bob Ralston was her dad who passed away a couple of years ago. Steve Ralston at Burns Park is her uncle, and so uh, we we ended up here. We stay here in Arkansas, and I love it. Couldn't have made a better decision. And speaking of the Rawsons, y'all got a big event coming up Monday. We do. On Monday, uh, Jennifer um, and her brother Dustin, after Bob passed away, put put together a, a charity pro-am. And they raise money for a scholarship for one boy and one girl to go to college that are mm. playing you know, college golf. And so they give that out every year. And it is Monday at Burns Park. Uh, I believe we're having a one o'clock shotgun. Um, I think there are a few teams left. I'm not sure. Uh, last year we were full. It's been great, and uh, it's a way to honor Bob. Bob was. People ask me who's the best player you've ever played with, and I'd say Jack Nicklaus, and they go, "Well, yeah, that's obvious. Who else?" And I say, I would say Bob Ralston, hmm. because he was that good. Um, there takes a lot of of things to make a professional golfer and but as far as swinging the golf club and playing he was that good what was it like playing uh, with mr nicholas oh just like playing with anybody else for me just like i told you i try to treat everybody the same and the reason we became friends was i treated him just like anybody else i didn't uh you know i didn't fall down on the you know at his mm-hmm. feet and wasn't scared to death of him or anything i I pulled jokes on him, pranks. He loved it. I mean, he, he we have a we had a blast. When uh, I, I love the argument, and we uh, talk about it from time to time, and we get into it, Justin and I do. Uh, and I think I know your answer, but I'm going to ask you: Who's the uh, greatest golfer ever? Jack Nicklaus. It's, there's no. I mean, people can say Tiger, and Tiger's done a lot for the game. Now, Mister Nicklaus did a lot for the game. Um, I think when you talk about greatest ever and when you're having that conversation, you're always going to run into whatever era you're in. Mm. That's the people that a lot of people didn't see Mr. Nicholas play and they saw Tiger play. Okay. Not only did he win the most majors, but if you look at his total record, he finished second. I don't know how many times. I mean, the, the, the records is ridiculous. Um, and what he's done for the sport. Tiger has done a lot, but what Mr. Nicholas has done also, and uh, my opinion is Mr. Nicholas. And he's he's designed a, a lot of great golf courses over the years and made an impact that way also. Yeah. Have you ever thought of? Have you done that? Do you? I have. I I I, uh, I built I built eight golf courses. It was a lot of fun. Wow! I did not know that. Yeah. I, I did. Where that. were they? A um, couple in North Carolina. Uh, and a couple in Alabama. Um, I had a blast doing it. Um, I had a, I, I learned from Mr. Nicholas. I actually went with him when he was doing golf courses and learned how hmm. and why things happen and what. And so it's a very interesting process to go through. But yes, I, I built golf courses, redone golf courses. Um, it's a lot of fun. Are you still doing it? Or? No, not much anymore. Um, I had a partner who passed away and when he passed away he was the person that would kind of go get jobs and mm-hmm. stuff it's it's a full-time job and in today's world there are a lot of people that do it and you really have to spend all your effort doing that uh and i've spent my effort trying to play so i kind of stepped away from it for a while when is it something i'm sorry is it something you might get back into one day um i've been asked to do a few things and i've helped with a few things uh yeah probably not probably not but i would if someone wanted you know something done it's all about the owner you know it's whatever the owner wants in a golf course it's not your vision of what goes on it's what the owner wants and that's what people don't understand a lot of people don't like some of mr nicholas's courses uh it really wasn't his decision the owner said, I want you to make this as hard as you can, or I want you to make this a public golf course. That's two separate, you know, mm-hmm. two separate things. So, it, like I said, it's a real interesting process. Well, I was going to ask, but you sort of addressed it there. Um, when you're designing, what makes a good golf course? Well, a good piece of land. A good piece of land, to be honest. If you've got a great piece of land, you can make a great golf course. If you don't have a great piece of land, then you would have to move a lot of dirt mm-hmm. to to reconfigure that piece of property, which 
the cost goes way up and obviously you know you're only going to spend x for most courses uh so you're you're kind of limited in what you can do with the piece of land that you have it takes somebody with vision to be able to look at piece of land and figure out how this golf course is going to fit on a piece of land you You ever find yourself sometimes i'll be driving down the road and see like a tree line i was like man that would make a great you know par four right there they somebody came in here and then anyway it's just always something that's fascinated me well you you actually take a topo map and that's where you start Mm -hmm. you're just looking at a map and then you have these little things called templates that you lay on the on a topo map and you lay out a golf course and you it's called a routing and you may do 20 routings and you just keep looking and you keep you know you keep moving stuff and 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 around and then you go out on the property and when you come up with a routing and you may walk through things and go holy cow look at that big beautiful oak tree we're going to move this over here mm-hmm. or we're not touching that or here's a creek or here's a something and so it's always evolving in every every step of the process it's like a puzzle it is you're, you're putting a puzzle together it is uh, a couple more questions for you um how good would jack nicholas be in his prime if he could use today's equipment that's from somebody in the 870 well i will tell you this he would not have been any better than he was because he was the best hmm. he would have been the best with the new equipment um if you watch some old videos of him, he swung hard mm-hmm. at the golf ball with a little bitty wood-headed driver. He would have done the same thing with today's driver, and he would hit it farther than anybody else just the way he did back then. Cattleman wants to know how many about how many acres for the average golf course. Uh, the best little bitty golf course in the country is Memphis Country Club. And it's on about 97 acres, I think. I'm not sure it's on 100. Uh, a, a normal, if you just build a golf course, you know, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with about a 200. About 200. Hmm. But in, you know, today's world, you're building a course, you're going to put housing on it, you're going to put something. So you're like Chanel. It's a vast amount of property. It is a, uh, it's a development. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, Dr. O'Malley will join us. You going to hang around? Do you want to? I'll hang okay. for a minute. Yeah, I got to talk to Doc. Okay. I got to ask him something. All right, Dr. O'Malley's coming up. I got a couple of sports questions. We got to, actually, a couple of people's already uh, sent in some questions for Dr. O'Malley. Stick around. You're in the zone. Facility Maintenance Services presents Belinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas, Facility Maintenance Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. This is Sports Center. Arkansas football head coach Sam Pittman met with the media yesterday ahead of fall camp, which begins tomorrow. He talked about the usage of tight ends. The tight ends, are we going to be serviceable? Are we going to be pretty good? Are we going to highlight them? And I don't know what the answer is yet. But, boy, they can run, they can catch, and they are bigger and more physical than we've had at that position. And in Arkansas basketball news, Charles Ballantyne has passed away at age 60. He played for the Razorbacks from 1981 to 1985. Ballantyne is best known for hitting the game-winning shot against Michael Jordan and the number one North Carolina Tar Heels in Pine Bluff in 1984. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Twin Peaks is always adding exciting cocktails to the menu, like the expertly balanced Sincoro Hall of Fame Margarita. Try it at your local lunch today. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. 
Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Come check out the latest in large-scale logging equipment, attachments, supplies, tech, and services at the Southwest Forest Products Expo, August 11th and 12th at the Hot Springs Convention Center. Watch the Timberworks Lumberjacks competitions, see chainsaw sculptures by artistry and wood, and visit the online video arcade. Fun for the whole family. Visit www.arkloggers.com for schedule, info, training workshops, and links to our online ticket hub. Adults over 16 are $5 to enter. Kids under 16 are free. See you in Hot Springs at the Southwest. Southwest Forest Products Expo. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Justin Acre for my friends at Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. Attention all bow hunters, are you ready to take your hunting game to the next level then all you have to do is set your sights on the ultimate bow build available only at max prairie wings yes they have got the best model bows from elite and matthews and hoyt and bear all in one place right there in stuttgart at max prairie wings but that's not all at max we don't just stop at offering top of the line bows we've got all the high quality accessories you need to make your bow even more powerful the experienced bow techs at max will personally work with you to build your dream bow exactly the way you want it imagine every shot you take hitting its mark with precision and accuracy. The bow builds at Max Prairie Wings come with proper fitting and tuning, ensuring that you're locked and loaded for success. And that's not all. They go the extra mile. Each bow build is set up with custom-made arrows tailored specifically to match your unique hunting style. So many reasons to go. Beyond that, they've got great clothing, motors, all kinds of things to get outdoors and enjoy the sunshine and get you ready for the fall hunting season. It's all at Max Prairie Wings and Sutgar. Go by and see them or go online to their website and do some shopping there at maxpw.com. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. My nail tech knows how to keep it a little secret. I don't wish for my success, I speak it. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money, how reeking. You smell me, that's LV. Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth, I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't help me. Most of y'all ain't wealthy. Most of y'all just dressed like it. I caught the vibe that y'all giving off and I'm trying to make myself less like it. This chick got a little Porsche body. I might let the bro test drive it. It's hard for me to get excited. I love music and stress about it. My city honing, I'm co-signing this wave coming up next out it. Riding around in the shotgun and her tester. Hanging both of my legs out it like, what's up? I got stakes and they too hot now. I can't I like girls that's down to earth so don't be stuck up. I don't take L's, I give them out and I chuck them up. First listen, they hearing this like what the f- Ten toes, that's my M.O. Fam over gram, that's my M.O. With close friends, I got friends. That Back in the zone, glad you're with us. Spring in the dock. Dr. O'Malley with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Doc, we got one of your former patients in here with us. Glenn Day's hanging out. Oh, hey, Glenn. How are you doing, Doc? I'm doing great. How about you? Well, I'm doing fine. You know, uh, you totally ruined my underwear modeling career with my scars over here. <laughs> you have these small incisions. You can't say that. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't violate any uh, HIPAA laws since uh, Glenn told us uh, about everything you've done for him and uh, helped him with his hip. So I guess he's doing okay. He was out playing in the uh, Senior Open Championship last week. So I guess you did a good job, Doc. I'll call that a success. I'd call it a huge success. I think it, it turned out great. Uh, Doc, before, and I've got already a couple questions uh, that people have uh, written in to us, but I wanted to ask you about a couple baseball players, and well, well, they're Rangers, and that's why I was familiar with them. Uh, Jonah Heim, a catcher, and I'd never heard of this, but he he has a torn tendon sheath, and they were afraid he was going to be done for the season, but now they're coming back and saying uh, that they feel like he'll be back and uh, be a part of the team for uh, maybe a playoff push in the playoffs. What is a torn tendon sheath? 
Yeah, so on the back of your wrist you have, and around the palm you have, um, right, the tendons come down. The muscles are actually in the forearm that attach to the tendons. The tendons actually go down and attach to the wrist and the fingers, and that allows you to move your, your wrist and, and fingers. And so that's, that's actually the covering around the tendon. Um, and there's some ligaments that hold those in those sheets. Um, there's ligaments there that kind of hold and give you stability to your wrist and also tendons. Um, and so a lot of times they can be treated non-operatively um, with injections and therapy to allow them to calm down and kind of scar back in place. Hmm. All right. Also, one more for you. And I, I sent you this yesterday before the game. But uh, Corey Seager, the shortstop, returned uh, from a right thumb strain in just 13 days. And I was wondering if that's a little too early. Uh, but his first at bat, he hit a home run. So I'm guessing he's okay and ready to go. Is that uh, a normal timeline for a right thumb strain? Yeah, so his strain probably is like a grade one. It's a very mild strain. They put him on the injured reserve list just to protect it um, and also allow them to put somebody in his um, in his position on the roster. Um, but, yeah, I think a mild strain, 13 days, is not an unreasonable timeline to come back. Are you seeing anything uh, yet football-wise, football injuries, with them getting started up? Thankfully, not yet. Um, I've had a few that got injured, like, prior to camp starting, and so trying to slow those down and make sure they don't go back too quickly. One, one football player with, like, a clavicle fracture that we're just protecting because we don't want them to re-break it when they start hitting it bad. But thankfully, nothing yet. They'll start coming in here, unfortunately, in the next few weeks. All right, this one's from BG in Spa City. He says, I've got a question for the doc. 54 years old, works out, runner, biker, starting to get some joint pains, trying some yoga and massage, and started taking glucosamine and what is this word? Chondroitin. 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 Yep, with MSM. His thoughts on that supplement and any others for joint health. Yeah, so the glucosamine and chondroitin essentially are the components that allow you that are in cartilage. The studies on that, so the problem is, is in, we, we don't have the ability to regrow cartilage. Once you lose cartilage, it's gone. Um, and so the studies on that glucosamine and chondroitin, there's some that can say it's helpful. There's some that say it's not helpful. My recommendation is if you feel, if you take it, you feel like it's helpful, it's fine. I don't go tell patients they should take it because the data doesn't say like, everybody should be on it. Um, I do find for, pe- for patients like that, things like turmeric uh, can be very helpful, natural, it's got anti-inflammatory properties, um, to help, with anti- uh, help with the pain that they're having, and then just really activity modification. Sounds like you're doing multiple different um, exercises in terms of biking and swimming and, 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 and running, and so the more you can vary your activities, the better, and then right, Swimming's better than biking. Biking's better than running. And so if you start having joint pain, lower-impact exercise is going to be better for you. All right. One more for you uh, from our unsponsored text line. Question for Dr. O'Malley. I have septic bursitis in my knee. We are currently treating it with oral antibiotics. If this doesn't work completely, my PCP says he may send me to ortho, and they will probably just remove the bursic sac. If this was to happen, how long should I expect to be out of work? I work outside of my feet all day. Thanks. Yeah, the biggest thing with those is is, is once you we try not to take those to surgery, um, but once you take the infected sac out, once you get the skin to heal, normally you can get back to activity as they can tolerate. So really, you're waiting three, maybe four weeks um, for somebody to work outside. Um, if somebody worked like a desk job with that, you could let them go back whenever they want to. But with it being so hot outside, when you make an incision on somebody, you've got to make sure um, that it doesn't get an, another infection. You've already got one infection going on. last thing you want is to go back outside working and then get an infection in the incision that you made from surgery. Glenn, you got a question for the doc? You got any kind of follow-up, some free advice? So, so, Doc, I do have a question for you. I had a friend, which you know had the same surgery I had, had to be out all year because they tightened the hip capsule when they were doing the surgery. Tighten the hip capsule. Why would you tighten the capsule of the hip when you were uh, fixing a labrum in your hip? Yeah, so I do that, and don't take this the wrong way, Glenn, in my younger patients, this is a younger, my like 20-year-old, because their problem is different. Like when you're in your 
when you're 40 and older and have a labral tear in your head, most of the time you've proven your hip stability is pretty good. My younger patients that have more what we call micro instability of their hip, um, it makes sense to tighten them up. But by the time you get 40 and up and you haven't had surgery and now you start, I don't tighten my over the age of 40 patients because I don't think it makes sense because you've proven you've had a pretty stable hip for the majority of your life. But that's kind of the surgeon's decision. But I think that's, for me, I, I try not to do it unless I have a really good reason in surgery to tighten their hip. And a lot of that is how easy their hip comes out when you go to pull traction because we have to pull traction on their hip to get space to work. And so you can find out really quickly how loose they are. But most of our patients who have some mild arthritis or a little cartilage wear in their hip are actually tight. They're not too loose. And so I don't want to tighten somebody up who's already slightly tight or arthritic in their hip. Well, speaking from my own experience, I thank you so much for not doing that because my uh, buddy that had the surgery, it was tightened. Um, he didn't attend last week's event. Let's put it like that. <laughs> well, I, I think there's some point where less is more. And I know we had talked about your friend and he had a lot of surgery. And I think there's some things we just got to realize. I, I, and that's why I try to tell my patients, I can't fix everything. And particularly like if a hit, you can't fix cartilage wear in the hip very well with the hip still. I can fix label tears. Um, I can fix the impingement going on in the hip. But when the cartilage is gone, unfortunately, I don't have a good way to make it regrow. There's some ways with drilling holes in the bone, but it's not the same cartilage as what God gave you when you were born. And so um, I think a lot of it is patient understanding of what I can actually do and what some things that we can make it better, but we may not make it perfect. And that's why, at least in my hands, I describe my my. 40 and older patients and my under 40. Like my 20 year old patients, that's good. They're, they're normally super happy. They come in, they have no pain. They're great. I'm trying to slow them down. My 40 and older, they're normally very happy. They just make go, yeah, it hurts every now and then. And most of that is the just wear and tear the years they have on their hip versus the 20 year old that has much less birthdays on their hip. And so they don't have the cartilage wear that my over 40 patients have. Doc, I had one more that just came in for you. Uh, can you ask Doc about a recurring issue with Achilles tendonitis and bursitis, specifically in the insertion point in the heel, mostly stiffness and pain after an injury? Yeah, so that can be pretty painful. So that's right where right, your Achilles, your heel cord goes down and attaches to your, your heel, your calcaneus, that's the bone. And for most of those patients, when they come in and they have that, it is because their heel cord is super tight. And so a really intensive stretching program is very important. So I tell patients, uh, take a towel that can wrap around their foot uh, to pull to stretch their heel cord. And there's also wall ranging go online and Google heel cord stretching exercises. But that should be done multiple times a day. If you, it, for people, if they can get their heel cord stretched out, a lot of times their insertional Achilles or heel cord pain that they have can go away, um, but there are some people who will need surgery for it, um, and that's what we have foot and ankle surgeons to help um, with those problems. Doc, I know you've been uh, staying up late, probably sleepless nights, wondering, but my uh, uh, tricep soreness has gone away with the Aleve, so I'm good. Perfect. Good. Thank you. You're Excellent. a genius. Glad to hear that. No worries. I don't know that I'm a genius, but... I've, I've done this long enough that most times somebody can tell me, I'm, oh, yeah, just do this, and normally that works. So. <laughs> great catching up with you. Have a good couple of weeks. We'll talk yep. to you soon. Yeah, good talking to you, Glenn. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. I have one more for you uh, that came in on our text line. Are you a trash talker? Uh, yes, golfers, all, all golfers are. <laughs> said, I uh, wanted to know if you were a trash talker to everyone or just me when I played with you in Stuttgart. Well, I tell everybody, if if you play golf, you you better have thick skin because uh, everybody I know is a, a, is a trash talker. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a competitive sport. It is very competitive. Uh, we, we, if you get upset, if somebody laughs at you, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I get laughed at all the time, so... You just got to get through it. Is there one person that you would say is the biggest trash talker? Uh, no. In in my sport and everybody that I play with, pretty much everybody does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But is there that one you know? All right, it's on today. Oh no! It, well, to me, everybody. Like I told you before, I don't hit the ball very far. You know. So I mean, they're they're on me all the time. Everybody I play with, we play in practice rounds, and we. We may or may not have a, a, a dollar or two bet on it, and, 
And uh, as soon as I hit the first tee shot, you know, somebody in the group is going to say, hey, you should take the club cover off of that before you hit it, you know, come on, you know. So I've got to fight back. You got you, And it's a constant all-day-long thing. we got to take a break. You hanging around you gone? I, I, up to you. All right, stick around. Right, we're good. I'm having a ton of fun. We got uh, apparently the listeners are too because they're uh, sending us plenty of comments and questions. Stick around. The mayor of Little Rock joins us. You're in the zone. Arkansas State Parks are your passport to explore everything the natural state has to offer. From our storied past to our scenic beauty. With unexpected escapes like Jacksonport State Park, you can get a unique look at our state's history. Each one of our 52 state parks offers something just a little bit different. So pick up your passport at any state park visitor center. Plan your trip at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Things you'd rather do than deal with your current HR and payroll provider. Stub your toes. On purpose. Or sitting through a four-hour seminar on funny dad jokes. Okay, okay, you guys hear me out. You know how celebrities stay cool? (laughs) They have a lot of fans. If you and your company are unhappy with the level of service you're getting from your current HR or payroll provider, make the switch to a company who cares. The payroll company. Our service is top-notch and worth switching for. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Attention, bow hunters. Ready to take your hunting game to the next level? Then set your sights on Max Prairie Wings, featuring the best model bows from Elite, Matthews, Hoyt, and Bear. Max offers all the -the top-of-the-line bows along with any accessory you need to make your bow even more powerful. And they'll even work with you to build your dream bow exactly the way you want it. Max Prairie Wings, your go-to destination for bow hunting gear. Click on maxpw.com or visit their store in Stuttgart. Max Prairie Wings, where passion meets precision. Happy hunting! The Mega Millions jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $1 billion. So, what would you do if you won? I'll be buying three boats. One for fishing on the lakes, one for fishing on the rivers, and one to take the family out. I would buy us the best seats for every show on Broadway. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Mega Millions jackpot of more than $1 billion. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Come on out to the inaugural Isaiah Joe Shooting Camp Saturday, August 12th at the iconic and beautiful Summerwood Sports Facility in Alexander. Isaiah Joe is the SEC freshman record holder for three-point shots made and an all-time great three-point shooter for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Currently one of the top three-point shooters in the NBA. Online registration is open now at IsaiahJoe.com. Powered by 1037 The Buzz. Sponsored by Basin Bell, Inc., MWL Advisory Group, and Mike Conley and Family. All proceeds will be donated to Park. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. If I wrote you a symphony Just to say how much you mean to me If I told you you were beautiful Would you date me on the regular? Back in the zone, glad you're with us, Westmore Christian Weaver. We've got Glenn Day hanging out with us today. Acre free zone. A lot of things going on, and uh, man, I, I just I've been busy, and we've been talking with Glenn. I hadn't really paid attention to. Uh, tw- oh, we need a question of the day, and I had it, and I forgot to tell you. NFL preseason starts tonight. It's a Jets, Browns, Hall of Fame game. Will you turn it on? Are you going to watch the Hall of Fame game? I'll turn it on. I will, too. I won't watch the whole thing, but mm, I'll turn it on. No. Glenn, will you watch? I'm I'm with you. I'll turn it on, but, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not playing, so that would be the only reason I would want to see 
see him, mm-hmm. see how he's interacting with the Jets as he's starting his you know new play. But it'll be on, but I won't pay much attention. I'll right. be the same yeah, way. Much the same. Will you gamble on it? <laughs> no. That's how somebody have that question of the day today. If you gamble on the NFL exhibition games or preseason games, are you A, a degenerate, or B, uh, a, uh, uh, what was the word they used? So just someone that lucrative or sees, you know, finds deals. Yeah, there's more degenerative things to bet on than that. Yeah. Like the Super Bowl. But how in the world? It, I mean, the preseason football. I mean, so many times it comes down to that, that fourth quarter and who's got a decent third-string quarterback that could even lead a drive to get points. Well, you you don't know who's playing. No. You have no idea who's going to play. I mean, you just flip a coin. Seems like yeah. a very unsafe bet to make. We uh, have had a lot of stuff in the news lately with gambling and uh, some college kids. Iowa State was the latest one to have a little controversy. What What's y'all's policy on the Champions Tour? Y'all, can you go we, to a casino? Can you bet? Can now you we can go. We can go to casino and stuff, but but we are we can't sports bet. Mm. We actually have to watch a video mm-hmm. uh, and answer all these questions so that they see that you've watched everything and 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 so you can't bet because like in golf if if they have me against Westmore and you know that I'm hurt and you know and Wes is playing good uh you know that could inside really, information uh, could yeah. really change things and that yeah we have now uh, in full transparency, I I don't I don't bet anyway in anything, mm. so I I could care less about it. And I told him I wasn't watching the video, and I had my daughter watch it and answer all the questions. So I'd have to call her to find out what the video was. <laughs> yeah, I was probably gonna, shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> I was going to ask: Is there any re- like you can't bet on football, basketball, anything? They know when you are doing anything now okay. people do bet on football and basketball and what but you can't touch the sport of golf okay you All can't right. so you're allowed to bet on other things and not that. only that they have some some where well, computers do everything but if westmore all of a sudden won ten thousand dollars betting on golf in two weeks i would get a phone call because you were tipping I live in little okay. rock you know did you talk to Wes? Right. did you talk wow i would i would get a phone call that's crazy to think. I, yeah, yeah, but that would make sense. They yeah. would want to try to get to the bottom of this. Is this uh, guy just getting lucky, or has he got some kind of inside information? Yeah. And yeah. let's look and see what kind of connections are to this person in that city. Yeah. It. it I would get a phone call, for huh. sure. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about that, because I, I haven't <laughs> been winning anything. <laughs> I very rarely. Yeah. The one thing I like to do with golf is, like on the majors, when I know I'm going to be watching all four rounds, I'll pick four or five guys, put like $10 yeah. on them to win the tournament. Yeah. And to me, it just kind of gives me even more guys to root for oh, throughout yeah. the tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, sports betting has obviously become a very, very large part of sports in itself. And uh, so uh, they, they try to track it. I heard the other day, maybe it was on the show or something, uh, why can't... NFL football players bet on their own team. I mean, if you're betting on your team to win. To win. If you're betting on your team to win, you know, what's the matter with that? It's a good question. Well, you could still have inside info on what the other team, what's going on with the other team, though. Well, that's, maybe. I guess that's yeah. probably the argument. Yeah. You got buddies on the other yeah. team, and They're you talk you to somebody, and this you guy's know this guy's out. hurt, yeah. and you're loading up on your team because you know you're going to win. Yeah. I can see that. But I, I also see the point. If only you're betting for you to win, that yeah. just gives you even more incentive to go to out win. there and play to yeah, win. I, I, it's, it's, it's become a big deal. Next season, the SEC is going to look a little different. Texas and Oklahoma are coming. You've, you love your Sooners. What do you think about moving to the SEC? i tell you what. Uh, I, my first thought is money. Um, I <laughs> think it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring more money to the state of Arkansas. Uh, you know, the SEC is only going to be more powerful. They're already the best conference in the country. Um, it's going to make them even better. Uh, I think Texas and Oklahoma are in for a rude awakening. Um, they're going to go somewhere that they think that this team, may, maybe it's Vanderbilt, maybe it's Kentucky, maybe it's Ole Miss, maybe it's Arkansas, where they think, oh, this is going to be a pushover, and they're going to get beat, and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to lick their wounds just like 
everybody else in the conference has been doing for years. I, I think if Wink and Rowley was still there, they'd probably come in and be a top-tier SEC team uh, right off the bat. But now with them, you know, they struggled they last do. year. So oh. I don't know how good it's going to be for them coming in now. Oh, well, Oklahoma, I don't either. But and you mentioned Lincoln Riley. They're going to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to kill it, the Big Ten, with the, the style of football that they play. The Big Ten is uh, usually ground and pound. They're yeah, going to air it out. Yeah. But, uh, well, defensively, they're going to have to get better. Oh, yeah. that was their issue last year. Beyond I mean, they could, doubt. Yeah. And part of it was Pac-12. Uh, but yeah. you would think the speed that they have could give some teams, most of the teams, some problems in the Big Ten. Uh, I think Ohio State has speed, and you know, Michigan has speed, but I think you're right. They jump in, and they're one of the top four teams. Yeah, but other, other than that, I mean, would you rather go to Tennessee or would you rather go to Purdue? Tennessee? If you, would you rather play Tennessee or would you rather have to play Purdue? All right. You know? Uh, let's run to, real quick to the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and bring in the mayor of Little Rock. Mayor, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Sorry. Just uh, jumping on, had something come up, and I apologize for being a couple minutes late. Well, you are the mayor, and I know you're busy, but uh, one of the things, and it's been in the news a lot with the sales tax and the community meetings, I know you want to hear from residents. What What is the plan for the sales tax and, and meeting with the community? Well, right now, there's a proposed uh, a plan for a potential sales tax, but before we take it to the people, we want to make certain that we get as much feedback as possible. Uh, it's based on what we call four P's, but we're focusing on quality and life in place, and those P's include parks and recreation, uh, to include uh, additional funding for our existing 63 parks that we have, taking care of what we already have, uh, but also a $128 million indoor-outdoor sports complex, something that is sorely needed in the state's capital city, additional dollars for Rebsman Golf and First Tee Golf, uh, and also... Uh, to focus on uh, Revsman soccer, things of that nature, uh, public safety, public infrastructure, things uh, things of that. So, again, those four Ps, we want to hear from the people, uh, and that'll help determine if we take it to the November ballot or not. Now, i got the uh, littlerock.gov for the complete schedule for all of this. Mayor, uh, we're up against it. we got to hit the break. Uh, we'll catch you up. Yeah, there you go. We'll catch up with you in two weeks. All right. Talk to you so much. Thanks, Mayor. Frank Scott joining us. Abbreviated. He's the mayor. Has things to do. Coming up in hour number three, birthdays, entertainment, Glenn Day, uh, and the ranking of SEC stadiums. I think you'll be surprised by uh, this writer and his list. And I think it'll create a little controversy, too. Is there a little bit of homerism, is it? I think so. i got to find out where he's from because he's got one stadium way up there, and it surprised me. Stick around. Hour number three is next. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m.